Flight planning is the backbone of safe and efficient aviation, and it's a topic that every pilot should have a firm grasp of, whether you're gearing up for a quick day trip or embarking on an extended adventure. In this episode, I'll explore the art of flight planning, breaking down the key steps and considerations that go into charting your course, from route planning, airspace checks to NOTAMs and weather monitoring, I'll cover it all. And as an extra bonus, we'll delve into the importance of being able to adapt in the air because, hey, even every experienced pilot knows things don't always go according to plan. All that and more coming right up. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 98 of the Flight Training Australia podcast. From Exmouth to Edinburgh, El Questro to Essendon, this is the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host Trent Robinson, g'day, thank you for joining me. Well, it is definitely heating up here in the north. Definitely time to ensure you are adequately hydrated and keeping up those electrolytes. A few episodes ago, I... Uh, episode 84 actually I spoke with Dr. Graham Bates founder of Aqualite discussing all things hydration a really good episode and I can assure you as a user of the product it is 100% it makes a huge difference to my mental performance and course hydration levels so check that episode out and there is also a special discount for all Flight Training Australia listeners you can find that in the episode description and also in today's episode along with the link and passcode. In other news, I will be uh, in Melbourne, as I said, next week. Looking forward to that. Uh, heading down for a uh, international drift competition on the weekend with my son. But on Friday the 20th, I will be at the Royal Victorian Aero Club uh, conducting my top-end flying seminar should be a fantastic evening. I'm pretty sure it's actually already booked out. We're just seeing if we can get a little bit more room made. Uh, I did talk about doing one on the west side. That's going to be at RMIT, but unfortunately just due to being on the Air Force Base and pretty much with the students already attending, I think that one's full as well. But uh, if you can't make it, don't fret. I will be recording it and I will uh, get it up on YouTube ASAP. For Adelaide listeners, I am also working on trying to find a location at uh, Parafield for uh, probably be Friday or Saturday evening. And uh, I'm driving on the uh, Great Ocean Road, really looking forward to doing that. And then uh, one or two nights in Parafield on the 27th or 28th, I'm going to try and do that before heading back home. So keep an eye out on my Instagram and Facebook for an update on that. And uh, really looking forward to meeting you all. A lot of you have messaged me already, excited to come along, which is fantastic. And it will be a a seminar well worth your time with heaps of information. And not just for those that are, you know, commercial pilots seeking jobs and things, just, just good to know what's going on in other parts of aviation and other parts of the world. So looking forward to it. All right. So today's episode, we, uh, we're going to talk about flight planning, something we all need to master and a crucial topic. And there are times where, surprisingly enough, you think it's obvious, but I don't know, there's like a switch in some people that think that flight planning is really something you do to get the license. But once you get the license, then it's all over. You can just jump in the plane and go, and hey, that could happen and you may well get away with it. But 
you can also be asking yourself for trouble. So whether you're gearing up for a quick trip on the day or a more extended journey that might span days or weeks, making sure that we do proper flight planning is crucial. So let's begin just with breaking down the key aspects of flight planning, irrespective of the length of your journey. And whilst I will mention electronic flight bags here, everything I'm talking about will be regardless of whether you're using Osram Izav plan for flight or doing this on paper charts. All right, so it makes no difference. So first and foremost, the obvious thing is just charting your route. Now, this applies to both the short hops and the long haul stuff. So consider the factors like your destination, the altitudes you're going to use to get there, if you're IFR, and even if you're not IFR, but going VFR, there might be airway routes that you can follow. It's all got the tracks and distances and lower safes already written out for you. And then waypoints along the way. So a well-thought-out route ensures a smooth and efficient journey. I usually just start by simply drawing a line from A to B and then pick your waypoints and, and airports along the way. Think about the length of the legs, navades or waypoints for position fixes, depending on if you're IFR or VFR, and how long your bladder can last with a hydration stop. A lot of people, especially doing long day flights, will hold out. And I can tell you by the end of it, you've got a punishing headache. And as I talk about in the hydration episode, this can lead to cognitive dysfunction and poor decision making, which is what we are absolutely aiming to avoid. So once you've done that, airspace and restrictive airspace, what's going on in the way? Is there danger areas? Now, can you fly through a danger area? Yes, you can, but what's in a danger area? Why is it a danger area? Are there obstacles? Could be other aircraft, could be an aircraft training area, could be a blasting area, a firing range. There's all sorts of reasons why things are danger areas. But you just want to explore why it is and, and whether maybe today is a Saturday when it's full of airplanes or activity and it might be the day to avoid it. You can rely on NAPES or your EFB for the latest updates. So if you don't know how to do this, don't do the typical human pilot thing and then just shy away from doing it. Spend some time playing around with it. Log in. It's free. doesn't cost anything. And have a look. Understand the way the NOTAMs are listed, the main uh, PRDs or prohibited restricted danger areas in your local area, what the numbers are, and what's associated with them, what makes them active or not active or, or requiring your consideration. Right, always check the NOTAMs, especially if you're familiar with the aerodrome, the, the need to look at NOTAMs you might think is, is pointless because, well, I fly here every day. But that's how people get caught out, especially when the ATIS is down or there's runway works or taxiway works, that sort of thing, um, airspace changes, limited tower uh, personnel, so the hours might reduce, all sorts of things that can be a no-tam. So it is critical that you do check them and don't just assume everything is the same as it was the day before. All right, once you've got your flight route planned, what about alternative airports along your route? Unforeseen circumstances can arise. So having suitable alternate options can be life-saving. Not having to try and figure it out in the heat of the moment and just having a bit of idea of what's available on the route, suitable runways for your aircraft type, and, of course, fuel stops, accommodation options, 
uh, easy access to the local town if you need to put down and, and land or, and even phone uh, signal communications. All right, so make sure you're thinking about all that. So talking about fuel, where is it available? Who supplies it? Do you need a fuel card? Will a credit card do? Do they even have stock? Again, we can get familiar with airports and go, yeah, you can get fuel there, only to show up and realize that they've run out or the delivery didn't come. All right, so making sure that you have your options covered and you have an alternative so you can make the decision early if you need to. Now, onto a topic close to everyone's heart, weather. So for weather updates, we're going to rely on things like NAPES. What about once we're on the way? All right, make sure your username and password is working. Uh, you've got it all plugged in. Your phone NAPES is working. Your computer NAPES is all working. Your iPad, whatever. All right, when you're examining the weather, remember to use the GAF. So the grid area forecast, don't just uh, you know, focus on TAFs. As far as TAFs go, that's going to tell you what's going on at the aerodrome. It's not telling you what's going on in between. The GAF helps fill those gaps. So have a look at all of that. Remember, getting to your destination, you've got to consider the bigger picture. Depending on the length of your trip, the time of year, the time of day, all these things can affect the aerodromes uh, that you may intend to land at and the weather en route. So once you've done all that, the next important thing in some way, shape, or form is to fly, uh, submit a flight plan or a flight note. Right? It's a straightforward task that can make a world of difference in the case of an emergency or unexpected delays. No one knows where you are or no one knows where you've gone or when you're going to be there if you don't submit something. And a SAR time being lodged can make a massive difference if you get yourself into strife. So for short or long flights, Lodge a SAR time with a buffer on your arrival, but not something ridiculous. The longer you put at the end, remember, the longer the, the time to be rescued is going to take. Once that's all done, set an alarm in your iPhone or your Samsung or just in your phone, whatever you've got, five minutes before the SAR time is due to expire so that it goes off and make sure it's added to your shutdown checklist so you don't get distracted especially after a long day, and leave the aeroplane without having cancelled that SAR time. The waste of time and resources is uh, phenomenal if they end up having to launch and start coming to look for you. That's what we want them to do when we get into trouble, but we don't want to waste that resource if we're all fine and kicked up with our feet at home. Once you get going, you're in the air. Remember, the flight planning is done. Now it comes down to the actual. So stick to the plan wherever you can and be prepared to adapt as necessary. As we know, we can come uh, into a different weather patterns. We can have minor aircraft issues. This may need a diversion. We may be able to continue. It just depends. Maintain a fuel log. Don't just assume because you had five hours in the tanks that you've still got it. Monitor your gauges, stay informed about the weather and have contingency plans are all part of being a responsible pilot. All this now is not about being pessimistic, it's just about being optimistic, but having some foregone conclusions and ideas helps you be better prepared, less stressed and able to react to changes. 
this is crucially as important during your training, not just once you're licensed and ready to go. All right, so sum it all up, flight planning is critical to safe and efficient flying, whether it's a quick trip on the day or a big long trip over weeks. Remember the essentials, your route planning, airspace checks, no TAMs, alternative airports, fuel availability, and weather monitoring. And make sure you submit a flight plan or at the very least a flight note. Once airborne, stay vigilant, adaptable, and prepared. And most of all, enjoy the journey. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. I hope you found it uh, useful and helpful. Remember, you can find all the details for other episodes at uh, flighttrainingaustralia.com.au. All the episodes are listed in. Uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast as well. And again, thank you to everyone who has left a a podcast review that is just absolutely fantastic. Um, some of the latest ones love the podcast and the effort put into explain scenarios, situations, and experiences. Understanding why things are done the way they are gives far more depth than you can get from any textbook. Many episodes have answered questions I've had during my flight training, and I'm a safer pilot because of it. Thanks, Eugene. That is awesome. And uh, Rec underscore exclamation mark. Currently working on my way to a PPL, so I've been listening my way through the relevant episodes as I go. Love that the content is Australian-specific and features a fellow aviatrix as well. I think I know who that is. Someone featured in an episode around episode 69, I reckon. All right. Thanks, Trent. Um, oh, no, you're saying thanks to me. Thanks, Rec. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you so much for those reviews. Really, it means a lot to me. There's a bunch of others that um, I haven't read out yet. I will get through them. Here's one more from Jeanette. Uh, Thanks, Trent, for all your wonderful advice. I'm a 50-plus female RPL on my way to a PPL and learning so much from you. Invaluable. Thank you. Awesome, Jeanette. Thank you very much and good luck with all that training. All right, guys. Well, I'm uh, going to get a few things organised, start packing the uh, the gear and get ready for my trip down south. If it's cold, let me know. Give me a heads up. And um, I look forward to seeing you all either at RMIT or the Royal Vic Aero Club, for those who can make it. As I said, keep a listen out for uh, details if I can get something together in Adelaide. If not, I will be recording the seminar and I'll get that up on YouTube as soon as I can when I get back home. All right, guys. Take care. Stay safe. Blue skies and remember the golden rule, aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everyone. Mm-hmm.